that's helpful actually because um, I I had a preach and I was actually quite happy with it, which doesn't normally happen. And then I changed it this morning, which is always dangerous. It still does exist in part, but I felt like even this morning before the prayer meeting, I just felt like I didn't have the thing to say that God was trying to say. And I was praying, oh, Lord, I've, I've got this stuff to say and it feels fine, but it doesn't feel like it's what you're trying to say. Um, then we had the prayer meeting and then afterwards I just felt like, he just dropped this into my heart. So it is going to be some of what I prepared and then um, some other stuff. So I'll apologize now because it could be untidy and I, I like tidy. So um, I do the best I can to pull it together. But we are going to continue in the book of Acts. So we are in Acts 10 today. So this week and next week, we're going to be looking at the story of Peter and the Gentiles. Um, Al's going to carry on with that next week. Um, I decided not to spend all this time reading the whole thing because that pretty much would be the time that we've got. Um, but we, we basically start with the story of Cornelius, um, the centurion who was visited by an angel of the Lord and told to go and send people to get Peter to come back and speak to them. Um, and at the same time, Peter was having a vision about the sheep being let down with the unclean animals and being told to kill and eat. Um, and, and the Lord telling him, actually, don't call impure what I have called pure, what I've made. Um, and that's where we're going to pick up on from there. So it's Acts 10, verse 23. It says, the next day, Peter started out with them and some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. Talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you have sent for me? Cornelius answered, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. Yeah, Lord God, we, I just want to pray this morning that you would speak into each of our hearts, that you would speak truth to each one of us, Lord, that you um, would break down misconceptions and allow us to see things as you see them, to see ourselves as you see us and to see others as you see them. I pray speak to us, Lord, and, and speak through me as I share your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. What 
a massive moment of revelation that must have been for Peter. I don't even think that we can get hold of that kind of thing, just in terms of that separation of he wouldn't have even gone into the home of a Gentile. And yet God was revealing that they were no longer to call those people unclean or separate, but that God had revealed himself even to a Gentile. And it made me realise how relevant that scripture is for us today. So, so when I read, I was listening earlier in the week to it all, I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much scripture. I don't really know what to, and then I just felt like again and again that God um, said that scripture to me. I now realise how true it is that God does not show favouritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. And um, and so in a second, I'm going to go into all the stuff I've prepared, but I felt this morning like, um, and this is a real, this is me just being really real. I went on the prayer meeting this morning. I like to do the Sunday morning prayer meeting just to, I, I liked it when we gathered in the building. I like it online just to, and um, I went on and it was the end of thy kingdom come. And I, I did thy kingdom come last year and it was so brilliant. And this year, I haven't engaged with it at all. And I, I haven't been well this week and I could go, well, that's part of the reason I've been, but I, I just, and I was sat there just going, I love this. I love prayer and I love this sort of thing. And what, why haven't I engaged with this? But then, so straight away, I was like, oh, I'm so rubbish. And I haven't been to any of these. And I, and what will people think? And I, and um, so when I went up to just go over my notes this morning, I felt like God say, you are accepted. And I was like, oh, that's in my scripture for today, but that's not what I'm preaching about. I'm doing something else. I felt like God say, I have accepted you. And it's not about what anybody else thinks. And it's not about what you do for me or the things you turn up to or the things you don't turn up to. I have accepted you. And, I, and it just... And I was like, oh, there it is. There's the thing that I've been asking God, what is it that you want to say this morning? I'm going to talk about some other stuff too, because it because it's important. But God does not show favoritism. He doesn't show favoritism. And how how different that is to how we think that actually, um, oh, if you turn up to all the right meetings and you um, follow all the right programs and if you tick off for this and show up for that, then, then God will show favour to me. But God does not show favouritism, but accepts them from every nation, the ones who fear him and do what is right. Like there's just two things there. Um, and it made me realise that... Um, so often we don't feel accepted in the world and we know that right because we're called to be different and so we talk about not being at home here we're um we're just visitors here and then we're at home in heaven and then I realized oh so often I wonder do we not feel accepted in the body of Christ and I wonder that that is a challenge for us personally and how how we feel that God views us but also challenges 
for us as the body of Christ that people would feel accepted. And I heard this thing a little while ago that said that in the church, people are to feel welcomed and accepted for who they are. And I was like, I think we're quite good at welcoming people. I wonder how good we are at accepting people for who they are, rather than come in, let us make you like us. And I, and I felt like, I know I felt a sense of that in, in the church as a whole over the years, a sense of come in, you're welcome, but now let us make you like us. And that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, God accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. And so I, I just think actually, because God doesn't show favoritism, that we're not to either. And favoritism is a massive thing in our culture, I think, just in the world that one is favoured over another because of their family connections. There's that thing, isn't there? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And it's so true. And we are called to be different. But I wonder again, sometimes if in the church we favour those who are less challenging and fit the mould a bit more. And if we favour those who are more like us. And I, and I don't think we do it consciously, but I wonder if we do that. But God does not show favouritism. He accepts people from every nation. And again, I'm, this feels like a call to how we approach refugees and people from other nations, how we welcome those people. Because God accepts people from every nation. And in society, almost more than ever, there's division of every kind. It just, it seems, I know we've always had it, but racial divisions seem to have just exploded in the last couple of years. And it's probably that it's always been there as much as it is, but it's more, it, it, I think to, to do with things like social media, it's more people are recognised that division more. But financial, the rich to the poor, educational, those who are illiterate, those who are educated, even now, those who think we should get vaccinated and those who are, um, think it's a conspiracy, there's just huge amount of division in our society. But we are called to be different. We as the church are called to love our neighbour as ourself. And who is our neighbour? Everybody. Everybody's our neighbour. But sometimes it's easier to favour those who are like us. And I really don't have time for this bit, but I feel like it wouldn't be right to put it in. It also is a challenge for us to go to the nations because it's easy to go, well, because of um, how global travel happens now, the nations are on our doorstep. So we can go to the nations in our street, which is so true and also very convenient. So we go, well, we don't have to go to the nations. But, you know, I read this thing that said 42.6% of people groups in the world are still unreached. Not, pe not people, of people groups. And not all of those are in our street. Most of them are, because if they were, they wouldn't be unreached. And Romans 10, 14 to 15 says, how then 
can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How can God accept people from every nation if they have not heard the gospel? And, and that's on each of us, isn't it? We can quite comfortably say, well, Donna is in Burundi and we love Donna and we support Donna. So really, we've gone to the nations. But that's not always the case, is it? God calls us to go to the nations. And um, uh, Clive and I watched this programme called Bear Grylls Lives in the Wild might not have ever seen it or heard of it. I'm not actually allowed to watch it by myself. And I think it's because um, it's to do with people who live like on the fringes of society. Um, and I, I think Clive thinks one day I might just up sticks and move us all to the edge of the world because that quite appeals to me. So I'm only allowed to watch it while I'm supervised. Um, and anyway, he, he did this one episode with these missionaries from America and I was like, oh no, here we go. This is going to be so weird. It's a secular program dealing with Christian missionaries. They're going to make them sound weird. And they'd gone to Mongolia and it was so brilliant. They just, they, they'd had, they were already trying to live this minimalist lifestyle in America out in the Smoky Mountains. And this evangelist had come from Australia and challenged them and kind of said, yeah, but who is going to go to places like Mongolia, it's minus 50 degrees. And, and they, they were like, yeah, he's right. How will people there hear if we don't tell them? So they uprooted their family, four young children, and went and just live amongst the, the indigenous people. And just, they don't just stand back and preach, they get involved with life there. and. And they, li they live the life of, of how people live out there. And it struck me that, yeah, these people were willing to follow the call of Jesus. And that's not for everyone. But if, if God accepts people from every nation, then we have to go and tell people about Jesus. I just think it has this huge implication for our part in sharing the gospel. And it's easy to say I don't have to do that someone else can do that but actually God calls at each one of us and and it's for us to open our hearts to what he's calling us to um so yes God does not show favoritism he accepts people from every nation who fear him and do what is right so there are things that are there and we are called to come to God in holy fear and reverence. And when I was looking at that, I was just thinking we don't live in a point in history where we have holy fear and reverence of God. Not really. That's not how our society is built anymore. In fact, it's built on God's a bit irrelevant. Oh, that's outdated. We've moved on from that blasphemy is commonplace when you think about how that's dealt with in the bible people are stoned to death for blasphemy but now it's on the tv and the radio and it's normal and why wouldn't you just say that and um 
my personal one that drives me insane where people refer to God as him upstairs, which is just so irreverent. And yet, so we could build into our culture and just go, yeah, I know, but I love God, but that's okay, but it's not okay. And in 1 Timothy, it says, God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light. Like that's our God. And I think we forget that sometimes when we're called to be um, in holy fear of our God, we forget that he lives in unapproachable light. That's the God that we, that we are in relationship with. That's the God that we're called to preach to the nations. That's the God who accepts us, the one who lives in unapproachable light. And because of that, we're called to do what's right, which seems like the most challenging bit, except that's what we're to try and do is to do what is right. None of us is going to do that all the time because we're not perfect, only Jesus. Fortunately, we are clothed in his righteousness. That Jesus is perfect and he always does what is right. And we are clothed in his righteousness. So very briefly, what is the point and what does it mean for us? Because God doesn't have favourites, neither should we. Because God accepts you, you should know that you are accepted by God. Because God accepts people from every nation, so should we. And because God accepts the ones who fear him and do what is right, we should fear him and try to do what is right. And we do this by spending time in the presence of the one who lives in unapproachable light. So Lord Jesus, we just want to come to you this morning and ask for your forgiveness for the times that we do not see ourselves and others in the way that you see us. We thank you that you don't show favoritism to anyone for any reason, but you accept each one of us from every nation, those of us that call upon the name of Jesus, those of us that fear you, those of us that try to do what is right. You say those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So we call on you today, Jesus, and say, would you change our hearts? Would you make us more like you? Would you make it less about box ticking and more about our heart for you? And Lord, I just pray that everyone today would know that they are accepted by the one who lives in unapproachable light. In Jesus' name, amen.